Praise the Lord, everyone. Greetings. And I pray that um, God has been very faithful to you and watched over you. I want to talk to you about um, what the Lord has been teaching me over the past couple of years. Not very many years, anyway. I don't want you to think I'm an old man. But I just want to share with you what God has been teaching me. And um, it it's particularly has a lot to do with accessing the presence of God. How do we access the presence of God? I'm sure that if you've come into contact with what I've been ministering over the past uh, four or five years, you'll notice that I've been emphasizing a lot on, on the presence of God. Now, I, I want to share with you, how then do we access this presence, this presence of God? How, how do you access it? So in, in helping you do that, I am going to touch this subject. I'm going to, um, to touch two folds of it. One, I, I will share with you the levels of prayer, but then also I, I want to share with you um, the fundamentals of how do we arrive to almost every level when we begin to pray. So, I, I, let's just start from the very basics, really. When the person gets a desire to pray, um, how, how is the desire to pray? Where do you get the desire to pray? How does it even start? That you want to go to the presence of the Lord, you want to spend time with Jesus, but then how, how, does, how does the desire come? I want to say to you is that there can be no desire to go before the presence of the Lord which is not birthed as a seed by the Holy Spirit. So every moment and every other occasion, that in, in every other time you find that you are inclined to go to pray, I just need you to know that, that that seed is not of you, it is of the Spirit of God. Now the Holy Spirit puts that seed in you because it is His responsibility to draw you close to the Lord. So it begins with the seed. So when the seed has been put in you, so now you find yourself constantly thinking, well, I'm... I need to pray. I, I want to be able to pray. You, you have there's a restlessness that is in your spirit, and and you want to pray, and you you know you're not even able to rest until you've been able to download or empty yourself before the Lord in prayer. Now, I now that the seed has been burst, I want to take you through what what really happens when we go before the presence of God. I know that almost everyone has been able to go before the presence of the Lord. You go there almost on a daily, but what really happens when we go there? And I want to share this with you. Is that there's what I call an entry level, really. An entry level is that after the Holy Spirit has given you the seed. Now, what's the entry level? The entry level for almost everyone. It's um, it's it's called uh, it's in Psalms one Psalms one hundred verse four, and the Lord says, um, I want to read that for you. It says, Enter His gates with praise and thanksgiving. So I'll just read that for you. Psalms one hundred. Verse 4. It says, Enter his gates with thanksgiving and his courts with praise. Give thanks to him and praise his name. So now what, what normally happens when we are at this level, I, I really, really call it the entry level. And I want to explain to you very carefully because normally there is a tendency that when we enter into the presence of the Lord and, and we have just begun to pray, 
because there's a burden on your spirit that you want to lay down at the altar of the Lord. So you find yourself um, emptying yourself out uh, when you've just even begun to pray. So uh, in the end, you're, you're completely blank. There's nothing for you else to say why because you, you downloaded everything there. So I want to share with you that there are dangers to do with that. In as much as it's okay for you to pray that way, but I want to share with you that you see, when you are at the gate, you don't make mention of your case at the gate. Now, this is where the gate is. Now, you just began to pray. So, at the, at the entrance level, now the Holy Spirit would rather have you at the gate. Enter as you're accessing the presence of the Lord. He will teach you. He will lead you. He will cause you. He will stir up praise from deep within you. Now, when I, when I say praise, I, I don't mean... Um, uh, now, you see, normally in the church today, here back in, in Africa... This is something that happens normally. We, we, we tear down and say there's praise and then there's worship. Now, this is what we call worship praise. Now, all the songs that are high over higher tempo, um, that, that cause you to dance and, and shake your body, we call that praise. And then any other song that is slightly slower, um, then you say that's worship. But I want to tell you what praise is. Is that when we begin to praise, what does Psalm say? This is what Psalm says. He says, enter his guests with thanksgiving and his course with praise. Give thanks to him and praise his name. Now, now when you are entering his gate, you're giving thanks to him and you are praising his name. Two fundamental things that qualify at the gate, that qualify you to be at level one. So you're giving thanks to him. So what are you thanking him? You're thanking him for his goodness. You're thanking him for his mercy. You're thanking him for his love. You're thanking him because he's been a blessing to you. Now you're thanking him for the provision. You're thanking him for the supplies. Now you're thanking him for almost everything that you can remember. But that's just thanksgiving. But then he's praising his name. So when you're praising his name, what do you say? So you're praising him and you're saying, Lord, your name is great. Your name is powerful. And there is no name above the name of Jesus Christ. Now that is how you're praising him. So now the Holy Spirit will have you. Now, now why does the Holy Spirit... Have you begin with praise? Enter his gates with praise. Why? Because that's what gets the attention of the Lord. Praise gets the attention of the living God. So now when you are at that level and you are praising, I'm telling you, it's easier to recognize a joyful sound than a sound of mourning at the gate. Now it's easy for you to get the attention of the Lord. And the Lord is saying, wait a minute, are they, is that procession coming to me? Now your praise must be able to to be sweet and enticing and spirit-filled enough that it will actually rise up to the throne of the Lord. Now, you're at the gate. You're still at the gate. Now, depending on how the Holy Spirit will lead you. Now, to other people, that, that session could take maybe 20 minutes. To other people, it could take 30 minutes. I want you to know that if truly your session is led by the Spirit, before you know it, it's an hour. And you've got no control. Why? Because you're not, you're not trying to tell God what you think he wants to hear. It is coming from the depth of your heart. And the Holy Spirit continuously keeps bringing to your remembrance those things that you need to be thankful to the Lord for. So you find yourself pouring out your heart to the Lord. It's the deepest expression of your heart. Because now you've got so much more to thank God for than you initially had thought. You see, right now, if I ask you, to say, what are you grateful to God for? Chances are you will mention five things. Thank you for the food. Thank you for the water. Thank you for the roof of our heads. Thank you for protecting us. Thank you for giving us this, for giving us this. But you see, 
The moment you get into the presence of the Lord, now the Holy Spirit begins to bring to remembrance a lot more stuff. A lot more. That's why it's a powerful, powerful session. It's a, it's a, it's this, the entry of the gate is an extremely powerful session. It determines how well you go to the next level. Now, you don't want to go to the next level and you're on the fifth level and then you begin to say, Oh Lord, I have remembered. I even want to thank you for this. So now that session has got to be exhaustive enough that it just opens up your heart. Now, now this is what I always say, is that if you don't do that session of at the entry of the gates, if you don't do it so well, you'll find that you are still not yet disconnected from your flesh. Now, you need to understand that all praise and everything else begins by the flesh, then you transition into the spirit. Now, if you don't do it so well, you'll find that you will even go to the next level, but you're still so cautious of yourself that you're being very careful how you should say what, I want you to know that when you're in the spirit, you'll not even be, you'll be careful for nothing. Now, you, your expression will be completely out of the spirit. You know, you'll find yourself opening up to the Lord and saying to him things that you didn't even think you would say. Now, why is it important for you that you go through this first phase very well? Because the next phase does not require anything of the flesh. Because if you go to the next level, which I will tell you shortly, is that if you go into it when you are still in the flesh, chances are you will never be able to do it very well. It will never come from your heart. So, at the moment, at the, at the phase of, of, of praise and thanksgiving, you know, that is where now you completely disconnect. The Holy Spirit disconnects you from the flesh. So now when you're praising the Lord, it does not matter where you praise Him from. It does not even matter where, where you're worshipping, where you are at that hour. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter to you. It doesn't even matter who is listening. Why? Because between you and the people around, you have disconnected from them. It is now between you and God. You have left. You have ascended. You are already on another level. Now, when you begin to praise him, I am telling you, because it is by the Spirit, it comes from deep within you. It's got nothing to do with you. Now, that's praise and thanksgiving that comes from, from the Spirit. Because you, you, you can find that you're spending almost... Over an hour, and you're just there. And, and you see, every time you remember where God has brought you from, you remember a lot more things to thank him for. And, and you find yourself sobbing and weeping, and, and you, you feel so grateful in your heart because you, you, know, you can see where God has brought you from, and it's so clear. It's unmistakable. It's absolutely clear where the Lord has brought you from. Now, when you, when you finish your transition into the Spirit, I, I want you to understand what normally happens when, we, when, when, we be when you begin to enter into the Spirit. Now, when you begin to enter into the Spirit, now, even the language changes sometimes. Now, before you know it, you, because now the Holy Spirit, the Lord wants to hear more of that praise. Now, now He switches you. Now, before you know it, you're in tongues. And, 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 and you're in tongues, and, and yet you're still, you're still at the entry level. I'm telling you. And, and you're worshiping the Lord and it's, it's beautiful and it's, it's in tongues. You're just, you're just praising and proclaiming his name. And you're saying, Lord, your name is great. There's no other name than the name of Jesus. I exalt and I magnify your name for your name is truly awesome. And you see what every word that comes from deep within you, it is your minute. Because you're saying it to somebody you love. Now that's completely the expression of the spirit. It's not out of emotion. It is out of genuine, pure love. Now, now that's the expression of the spirit. Now remember that you're still at the entry level. You haven't moved further. You haven't. 
Now, now listen to what happens. Now, after you have done that, now then the Spirit of God draws you another step closer to the Lord. But this time, He is letting you know that we can only come into the presence of the Lord by the blood. The blood. The blood of Jesus Christ. Now, this is where the Lord says, Come, Isaiah 1, 18. He says, Come. And let us reason together. It says, even if your sins are as red as scarlet, it said, this shall be as white as snow. He said, you come and let us reason together. Now, when you are at the level, I want you to know what happened, child of God. After you've offered thanksgiving and now you're, you are in the spirit. Now, the Lord, the Holy Spirit leads you to the next level. And before you know it, you begin to pour out your heart to the Lord. Now, you see, I want to show you the difference between being in the flesh and being in the spirit when we're in prayer, especially at the second level um, uh, called repentance. Now, this is what happens. is that the moment you're at that level, before you even begin to pray, the Lord brings to your remembrance everyone that you need to forgive. But this is what God does. is that Now, he, he, he softens your heart. Now, normally, the reason why we are not able to forgive is because of the hardness of our hearts. So now when, the Lord, now, when the Lord brings you to that position, this is what he causes you to do. Now, the Lord God Almighty softens your heart by his spirit. Now, you become compassionate. Now, you become compassionate. Then now, you begin to weep because of everyone that has grieved you, because of everyone that has hurt you. Now, before, your heart was as, as, as cold as a stone. You didn't want to listen to anybody. And maybe you've been approached before to forgive. And, and, and even the Holy Spirit has prompted you to forgive at one point. And then you say, over my dead body will I forgive? I will not forgive them. I will only forgive them over my dead body. But you see now when you're in the presence, because you're disconnected from the flesh, it's no longer an issue whether to forgive or not. Because you know that the choice is clear. You know that the Lord has said it to you very clearly in Matthew 6, 14. He says, 14 and 15, he says, forgive. For when you forgive... Those who have sinned against you, only then will God forgive you. Now the Holy Spirit brings your remembrance that you see this next level. We cannot pass it. Now we can pass the level of thanksgiving and, and praise. You can pass that level without you necessarily forgiving people because Lord, you are announcing yourself at the gate. But if you require that you want to need extra permission to go further, then the Lord reminds you that no, you cannot go beyond this level before you, you can be forgiven. But you see, there's a condition before you're forgiven. The condition before you're forgiven is that you have to be able to forgive. It's the condition first. It's the condition. Let's just read it. Matthew. Matthew chapter 6. Verse 14. And it says, For if you forgive men when they sin against you, your heavenly Father will also forgive you. But listen to verse 15. This is where it's scary. It says, But if you do not forgive men their sins, your Father in heaven will not forgive you. Now, it, that means that the power to forgive sins does not necessarily lie in the hands of God, but it begins with you. Why? Because now, if you don't forgive, God has said it clearly in his word. There's no way he can forgive you. So now the Holy Spirit brings your remembrance that, wait a minute, so and so and so and so offended you. Now, listen, there are people that you have said you're forgiven and probably happened 20 years ago. And then you say, well, I forgive them simply because, yes, you said, well, I forgive them. But here's a sign when you have not, when you have not forgiven somebody truly. If that matter comes up again, and you still feel pain, you still feel anger, you still feel the same way as when somebody made this committed or that offense against you, 
then you did truly forgive them from your heart. Why? Because if you forgive, chances are, when they, that matter comes up in your heart, there won't even be any prompting. You won't feel anything. In as much as the scar remains, and you're not able to truly forget, in as much as it's the best thing to do, but what really happens is that you begin to heal slowly, but in the process of healing is that you no longer feel hurt. So in, in, in forgiving men, now when you're in the presence of the Lord, at that level when you're past the first gate and you're moving into the next level, now the Holy Spirit bring causes you. Now, now let me tell you how the Holy Spirit works. Is that you may forget particular things that people did to you, but you'll never forget the name. So the Holy Spirit begins to whisper to you, how about so-and-so? You need to forgive them. Now, because your heart is flooded with compassion, you burst out in tears. And you say, Lord, I forgive them. And normally, this is how you pray. You say, Lord, I forgive them, and I forgive them unconditionally. I forgive them unconditionally. And I let them go from my heart. I let them go from my heart. Now, you, you begin to release everybody. Now, now here is a sign that you have released people from your heart. Now, whether you had spoken a curse, you begin to speak a blessing. But you see, all of this is coming from pain and it's from your heart. So while you're forgiving people, you begin to say, Lord, I bless them. I bless them. Then you even begin to act on the scripture that says, you say, pray for those who persecute you. Pray for those who hate you. Then you find yourself beginning to pray for them. You begin to bless them. You begin to declare upon their lives. Now, all of this is before God ushers, the Holy Spirit ushers you, where you are now able to ask for forgiveness for your own sins. Now, because you have fulfilled the first requirement, the first condition, now the second condition now is that confess your sin. Now, now this one here, nobody can do it for you. Now, God has not promised to forgive any sin you have concealed. God can only forgive any sin that you are able to, to speak out to him, to confess to him. So now he causes you to confess your sin. Then now when you go before his presence, now there will be sins before that you are so ashamed of that you cannot even speak out in private, that you're even afraid to even tell your God, the Lord your God. And then there will be those sins which you know they are there, but you're not remorseful about them. And, and, and what is that? Now, sins like pride. I mean, you could not be remorseful about that. You, you, you could be careless with your tongue. You don't even care how you speak to other people. Not, you, know, you don't care whether they are offended or not. And, and you just speak out carelessly. And you, you, it doesn't matter to you because you're thinking, I mean, who cares? I mean, who cares? I've just said it. This, that's who I am. But you see, when you're in the presence of the Lord, the Holy Spirit bring, brings to your remembrance all of those sins because until those sins are washed away by the precious blood of Jesus Christ, child of God, it's almost impossible for you to go to the next level. So now you, you begin to go into deep repentance. Now this one here, I've got no idea the magnitude of the sin or the burden of the weight of the sin that you're carrying. Now it's the Lord completely who determines that. So then the Holy Spirit begins to bring to remembrance every one of the things that you've ignored for a very long time. He brings them to your remembrance. Now before you know it, you will weep. Genuine repentance floods the eye. I know that you could think that, oh, it's possible to repent and say, oh Lord, forgive me I have for all the sins I've committed. I've heard people say that. Oh, Lord, forgive me, but the eye is dry. Let me tell you, a truly broken heart finds this exit in the eye. A wet eye, chances are that heart is open. But then also there are those who fake it. So now a person will truly cry, not because they are repentant, but simply because they are fully and truly emotional. 
Now you find them with buckets of tears, and, and to be honest with you, it's got nothing to do with, um, with them being uh, 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 genuinely repentant. I, I'll tell you, I, I have a son. I have never seen a man with tears like Christian. Now this man has got tears. Uh, when you upset him, the tears come out voluntarily. They just pour. Before you know it, you've got buckets of tears and you've done nothing to the man. So I, I'm talking about people like those. Now, if now there'll be a person who is truly emotional like him. The man is simply emotional. We can't help it. Now, if the man is emotional, you can't qualify his emotions as genuine repentance before the Lord. Why? Because then I'm sure he can cry at anything. You, you upset him, he can cry. If he's very happy, he will equally cry. So you need to understand that now when you're at that level, because you're disconnected, you're disconnected from your flesh, what happens thereafter is purely led by the Spirit. So now, you, this is why we cry when we are before the presence of the Lord. It is because, it, it's not necessarily because of the weight of the sin, because you don't bear the weight of the sin. Jesus Christ bore the weight of the sin on the cross. But this is why we, we weep. We weep because we see our sin on Jesus Christ. We begin to look at the holiness of the Lord, and we look upon the one that we've pierced, the one that we've betrayed, the one we've sinned against. Now, until you see the Son of God, you cannot truly and genuinely repent. Because genuine repentance comes when we come face to face with Jesus Christ. Because now, because he's holy, he's pure, and you are filthy and dirty, when you begin to behold, you begin to look upon him and his holiness and how we litter him with our sin, how we burdened him with our sin, but only then will your heart be able to explode in genuine repentance because you begin to say, oh God, what have I done? Now you begin to pray and you're saying, Lord, look at what I've done. I am sincerely sorry. Now God begins to show you the real weight of your sin. Now, when you repent, I am telling you, when the Lord forgives you, you even feel clean. Sin is heavy. It's dead weight. But the moment that you repent and you're washed by that blood, and that repentance comes from your heart, it washes away every sin, every sin. I'll tell you this. I've had my encounters with the Lord. And I've gone before the Lord. And I'm telling you, here's the thing about the Lord. Is that God is far away, is way eager to forgive than man is. Now you need to choose where does your repentance, who do you want to forgive you? Is it man or is it God? Now if it is the Lord who is forgiving you. One time I was before the Lord. And the Lord, I was weeping, I was on my knees, I was rolling on the floor. I was saying, Lord, forgive me, I am ashamed, I am embarrassed. Oh, how could I do this? Now while I was in the middle of that, the Lord spoke to me. I heard him so clearly. I was so glad when the Lord spoke to me. He said to him, he said to me, he said, blessed is the man whose sins the Lord remembers no more. I said, who am I? The Lord God Almighty has taken away my sin. I, I won't be judged anymore based on that sin. Now, when the Lord spoke to me, the peace that flooded my heart. Now, this is what happened, is that when the Lord God Almighty speaks to you, now the peace that floods your heart. Now, when you're past that level, I am telling you, is that when that you even feel lighter going into the next level, now you're no longer in control because the Lord, the Holy Spirit leads you to pour, to live at the altar of the Lord. Every sin, he will bring to your remembrance everything, everything, so that you're able to genuinely offer repentance before the Lord your God. Now, once that has been done, so what really happens now, now I want to say this to you respectfully, is that until we've passed that level and we've been washed by the blood of Jesus, 
we are unable to proceed to the next level where now the Lord God Almighty is willing to accept our praise and our adoration, our worship and adoration, your worship and adoration. Now, until you've passed this level, you're not even able to say, Lord, you are holy. You're not even able to do that. I know you could think you could do it at level one. No, you can't. You are, at level one, you're introducing yourself into his presence, but you haven't begun that yet. Now, when you, are, when you reach that level, because you have been washed by the blood of Jesus Christ, now the Lord begins to reveal his holiness to you. Now, when the Lord begins to reveal his holiness to you, only then can you be able to begin to truly worship him from the depth of your heart. And I'm telling you, by that time, you're not there. You're not around. You're not there. Now, when you're at that level, you have joined the angels, the archangels, the 24 elders in heaven. You're, you're joined them. You have joined the entire heavenly host. You have joined them and, and you're weeping and you're, and you're crying and you're saying, holy, holy, holy are you Lord God Almighty. Now, you are at that level because you can see the Lord. You can see the throne. You can't see it with the normal eyes, but your spirit can see it because you're not in the flesh. You're in the spirit. You're in the spirit. You're in the spirit. You're not in the flesh. You're not in the flesh. Now, you see the people around you. If there are people, they will not see what you see. They can't comprehend what you comprehend. They can't feel what you're feeling. They can't be where you are. Because now the Holy Spirit has ushered you into that level. That level where he reminds you. John 4.24 says, For God is spirit. And those that worship him must worship him in spirit and in truth. My God. When you're at that level, it's purely by the spirit. You're not in control. You don't even say holy voluntarily. You say it by the spirit. Everything thereafter, it is deep. It is deep. It is deep. I am telling you, you'll be alternating between tongues and the, and the tongues of men, those of the spirit and those of the flesh, because now you're not around. You're not around. Now your body, you're, you're, you're numb to the flesh. You're not, you're not around. And, and you're deep in your... Now, this is just worship. You're not yet at another level. This is worship. You're now focusing entirely on his passion. Not on what he has done for you, child of God. Not on what he's done for you. But you're entirely focusing on his person. On his person. On his person. You're focusing on the Lord. Worshipping him for the, for, the, for, the, for the beauty and the splendor of his glory. Now that's when you begin to say, Lord, you're awesome. You are awesome. You are beautiful beyond description. Now, the Holy Spirit will give you the right words to say. Now, surprisingly, those words, you may not know them at that hour, but if you begin to study the book of Psalms, you'll find them there. Now, 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 that level, I, I'm telling you, I love that level. But I want you to understand that that level, it's a deep, deep level. It's, it's a deep expression of your heart. Zero control of the of flesh. It is purely by the Spirit. And you pour out your heart to the Lord. And the people outside don't understand where you are. But I can tell you, there you are. You, your spirit sees the throne of God. You don't want to remove your eyes from the throne. Not for one second. You don't want to take your eyes off the throne. Your eyes are on the throne. Your eyes are on the throne. Every moment, every, every second, your eyes are on the throne. Your eyes are on the throne. My God. And I'm telling you, 
you just keep going you just keep going and, and you've had people in that prison in that moment they, they, now you, you're even stuck and you hear them i know you've had them and you, go, bah, 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 bah. you you can't understand what they're saying but you see it's not for you to understand it's for god if you spoke those tongues at the entry level those tongues are of the flesh i can guarantee you that now you begin those robo bobo yeah, 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 ka, 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 ka. that is of the flesh if you begin it at the entry level but i can tell you if it is at that level where you have crossed those three levels, you're in, you're in worship, deep worship, I can tell you, at that level, it does not even matter, because at that level, you are even trying to praise the Lord, you begin, you're beginning to, you're, you're, you're trying to worship the Lord, and every time you want to worship the Lord, your tongue just goes, mama, 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 and before you know it, you're in tears, why? Because in as much as you want to praise the Lord, your heart is overwhelmed, you can't master a single word, I can tell you, this is deep, is very deep. My God. Oh my God. My God. You have no idea. Now when you're on that level. Now there's another level. Now that level, I don't want to touch it today. I will touch it tomorrow. If you will join me tomorrow, I will share that other level. Now, now I've given you only three levels. But now I want to, I will share with you that level. Now that level is where now the, where now God the Father instructs the Holy Spirit to usher you in. I don't want to touch it. I will touch it tomorrow. Remember what I've said. He said, now that level is where God the Father instructs the Holy Spirit to usher you. Now here, remember that you have satisfied the heart of the Lord. You're tickling the heart of the Lord. You are touching the heart of the Lord. But you haven't begun. It's simply the beginning of a journey. My God. My God. I want you to come with me on a journey. We are going to go into a journey deep into the process of God, but I want you to do this for me, is that put this into practice, everything I've shared with you today, everything I've shared, put it into practice, put it into practice. I'll give you the scriptures for, for, for your level three, is that Revelation chapter four, Revelation four, verse eight to 11, then Revelation chapter seven, from verse 10 to 12, Revelation 15, verse two to four, then Revelation 19, Verse 1 to verse 7. Now remember, at that level, what controls that level is John 4, 24, where the Lord says that uh, on, the Lord is God is a spirit, and those that worship him must worship him in the spirit and in truth. Now, I want you to come with me on a journey. Tomorrow, I want to take you to that level now. That What happens at that level, where the Lord now asks the Holy Spirit to usher you. I, I want you to understand that there are principles in the spirit, and there are principles in as far as entering into the process of God. And I will take you up to the throne room, up to the throne room. May God bless you. I want to pray with you. Father, in the name of Jesus, I want to thank you for my brothers and sisters. Thank you for those with a genuine hunger to know you, with a genuine and deep desire to work with Jesus, to those who really and truly want to know how to come into the presence of the Lord and how to access it. Lord, I pray that this revelation, Lord, you'll give it to them in its complete version that, dear Lord, they'll be able to act upon it, that, Lord, you'll be able to usher them into your presence. I thank you for their lives and for the families. I am praying for every partner of fellowship with the Holy Spirit of this ministry, of my ministry, Lord. I bless them and I speak life upon their lives. I bless you, dear God, in Jesus' name. Amen.